What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. What is going on? You are watching and, of course, listening to Tags Live, a.k.a. Talk About Gay Sex, the live edition, where we are here every Wednesday night, including in December. Okay, maybe not December be one day to celebrate but this is episode 526 i'm glad to be back i'm your host Steve. cody maurice doggett how the hell you doing cody hello darlings i'm doing wonderful it's so lovely to be here with you in december darling it is you two you and teddy held down the fort last week it i was know a great we missed episode. you so much yeah, yeah. Good so very cool with that um, we have so much to get into on this episode but one of the things we want to tell you about is we are on episode number eight of of a certain age our brand and this week is with francisco ramos and he is a certified yoga instructor but we're really talking about retreats his company that he started which is zen casa and it, we're also talking about meditation, sound baths, and we just had such a great conversation with Francisco. I want to go on one of his, I think I might go on his trip to Puerto Vallarta since I go there so much, 20 springs, and it coincides with gay pride, so I'm looking forward to that. But Cody, did you love talking to Francisco in our Of a Certain Age episode eight? Of course, I loved it. He was so knowledgeable. He seems so zen. I mean, he pr probably is so zen by all accounts. <laughs> and he seems not so too zen, right? Like, but... <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean... Not overly zen to where he, he puts me to sleep. <laughs> no. <laughs> but definitely is so spiritual. And it was just so wonderful to talk to him and get some beautiful insights from him. So, yeah, I loved it. Episode eight of a certain age, Owaka, as we like to say, wherever you get your podcast, it dropped this morning. And we have another new episode next Wednesday coming out. Uh, check that out. Well, we are in our year in review of 2023. So for the next several episodes of this year, we're going to be dropping little tidbits of what we were talking about at the beginning of 2023. See how they still hold up. And we actually have a clip we're going to play of what we were <laughs> talking about on episode 428 that dropped January 5th. It was actually... 
tags live. And at that time, you'll notice in the scope, it's a little bit different video because we were still on the platform vocal, if you remember, which we are now on Crowdcast. So that's one thing. I think I was a little bit heavier in that. <laughs> Period. I, I know, know I was. <laughs> well, I know. I, I, okay. I know I was too. And I'm kind of dressed up in this clip too, because I remembered I was going out to dinner with my friend afterwards. We'll play the clip right now and then we'll discuss. On our show, we do want to talk about politics a little bit because they often skew into, bump into our having good sex here. And we want to make sure that the people that are in Washington uh, have our best interest and we can't keep talking about we want to keep talking about George Santos of mm. course who is up who just won his seat here in long in Long Island New York uh long for Island. Long Island I just think this story will continue he should stay in limbo land he should be thrown in the Bermuda Triangle as far as I'm concerned and because he is just a stunt queen and stunt queens are gonna stunt all right yeah he's yes. been doing it since he was 21 and I cannot wait for the lifetime movie of his life because this is just insane to me wow um that was crazy because we were talking about George Santos he had not been officially inducted into Congress at that time. And, and he is officially out of office. This is like a full year story that started at the beginning of 2023. And his story, although he will find a way to keep it going on his 15 minutes of fame, but talk about a neat package of 15 minutes of fame that was the year 2023. And he's given us so much. And Cody, you were spot on to say, okay, you said Lifetime movie, but he is getting an HBO documentary that's going to be salacious. So I do think you predicted that. Well, I know, right? I could see the future. <laughs> and also, we're throwing him in the Bermuda Triangle, too. So there's that to look forward to as well. So, wow, I'm just firing in all cylinders. Yeah. George Santos has pro uh, provided with us with a wealth of stories. We've rep reported on him for the entire year. I feel like every other week we were talking about him. So, yeah, I mean, uh, it, they find Congress finally caught up with me personally. So <laughs> <laughs> they got it right eventually. It's just so weird that... I mean, I guess it's not weird in this day and age. We've had Trump forever. We've had Giuliani to give us so much foolishness over the years. Why wouldn't we have a gay congressman that is a total liar that is giving and giving and giving? Very SNL. And I mean, his latest stuff just on Cameo is hilarious. People are getting him to do these crazy messages video messages if you guys know what cameo is and people are paying upwards of 500 dollars to get these messages across so what yeah he's he really started at that two, he started at 200 and now he's at 500 and it's crazy so oh, anyways ridiculous. i mean he's extending that 15 minutes of fame but yes i do think we looked a little bit different thank you oh, definitely <laughs> Alan says, Steve, you look hot with glasses or without. Oh, thank you. So um, I appreciate that. But yeah. Okay. Well, we've got to get into hot topics. And the U.S. Supreme Court just upheld a ban on LGBTQ plus conversion therapy in Washington state. And this so-called conversion therapy for minors 
remains banned in Washington state, thank goodness, after the U.S. Supreme Court declined to hear a challenge. The court made the decision not to hear the case of Tingley versus Ferguson after two lower courts previously rejected Brian Tingley's challenge, upholding the law to ban conversion therapy for minors. And it was actually brought forward by Tingley. He's a licensed family and marriage counselor who claimed that the SB 5722 impinged on his First Amendment rights of freedom of speech. But actually, Cody, some of the most conservative justices, and I'm talking about Brett Kavanaugh, Clarence Thomas, and Samuel Alito, dissented and said that it doesn't impinge on freedom of speech and that they still hold the fact, too, that anybody under the age of 18, you can't try and you know use some form of conversion therapy whether that has to be religion or even old school ways of like shock therapy they are not upheld and not allowed and i didn't know this cody but Mm -hmm. approximately 27 u.s states partially or fully ban lgbtq plus conversion therapy for minors what about the rest of the state? No. Do they? <laughs> what did you think when you read that? And what do you think of this? I mean, even the most conservative justices upheld the law that remains. I haven't said this in such a long time, but I'm so proud of the Supreme Court. I can't believe that this was even a question in t- on the cusp of 2024. I can't believe we're still going to uh, this archaic tactic of conversion therapy. I think it's scar- been scarring people for so long. And it's it's just really ridiculous to me that someone would think that it impinged on their their right the, their amendment right to a freedom of speech. It's just insane to me. What about my right to exist? What about my right to not be electrocuted into mental despair in order for me to to come or align myself with how you your thoughts and and feelings about me i just I'm, it incenses me so i can't believe it but i am very very proud of the supreme court yes for washington state thank goodness and we need that list of the other states that still somewhat allow it and in other countries too even in europe mm-hmm. they still allow forms of conversion therapy, whether or not they enact any of these things, it still hasn't been banned as a ruling for minors. And that alone, I just think should be an obvious one. And I'm just at least happy to know that the Supreme Court, including the conservative ones, did the right thing in the end. So did you want to hear this case? And can you even believe that this man has his license and he still believes in conversion therapy, something that has been debunked for years and years? I blame the University of the Phoenix personally. (laughs) Me too. I agree. Good one. All right. Let's move on to Houston. Uh Uh-oh, Houston, we have a problem. Um, That's when Houston condo residents have been outraged over public sex parties at a neighbor's Airbnb. And there's a video, I can actually put this on tagspodcast.com, episode 526. It's a news story of a Houston condo residency where it's been renting out for Airbnb. And people, women were walking out into the courtyard in G-strings and thongs. I think the most 
outrageous thing that was done was there's weapons involved, guns. Mm-hmm. So people in the in the area that lived across the way felt unsafe because what's going to happen to them if they try and cause cause a ruckus. But the other thing that was crazy on a Monday morning in the window. And many of us know people like to have sex in hotel windows. And this one thing at the standard hotel, which is notorious, at least back in the day, to have sex in the floor-to-wall ceiling windows. But it's in New York City on the High Line or overlooking the West Side Highway. And it's New York City. This was in a Monday morning complex where this woman walked out and saw this woman getting fucked in doggy style in her window and it's like that is so wrong on every level but more importantly we were talking about how and when and how to have a proper orgy maybe not proper (laughs) but have an orgy we were giving advice (laughs) no no, it was a proper it was a proper orgy (laughs) (laughs) the the way they're doing is improper for sure (laughs) thank you and i think i said in that because somebody had posted in the reddit what about doing it at an airbnb the the writer wrote that and i said absolutely not as a co-host to my sister's condo I say absolutely not. And you were saying in our meeting, well, I think it's one of the perfect places. I said, well, it's not allowed in ours as in many's because we have a strict rule as many Airbnb hosts have that only those that are renting the establishment. So it were a four bedroom in our condo in Puerto Vallarta. So only those four people can have. We've had people ask us, can we bring a fifth person? No, you cannot. And we'd rather not have you. No, we, we'd just rather have you not stay and not break the rules. And we definitely don't want parties, but we for sure, and I'm a sex positive person, obviously, do not want to have orgies there or sex parties there because it's going to make a mess. You're going to ruin the furniture with your lube. And it's just, it's a bad, absolute no on every way you look at it in my mind. How do you weigh in? So, like you mentioned, okay, sip your drink, sis. Okay, <laughs> sip your, drink your juice, Shelby. <laughs> so, like you mentioned in our meeting, at first I was, I thought to myself, if you, self, self, self. <laughs> uh, if you are an Airbnb. A purveyor, a person that rents out Airbnbs, you have to expect a certain amount of sex in those Airbnbs. But baby, that was before I watched this video. This video is insane. And I can't wait for people to watch it because there are, like you said, it's people in the window. There are people on the wall until the sweat dropped down their balls. (laughs) It is ridiculous. It's absolutely insane. These are people that clearly have no respect for the people in the neighborhood, the Airbnb itself, and for themselves, honestly. If it was me personally, you would not know that I had uh, uh, an orgy in any anywhere that I have been because the place would be so immaculate. I was thinking about how I could actually have an orgy somewhere and so that they would never know, and I would get tarped. And I would put it over over oh everything. 
<laughs> but I mean, I keeping it sexy, but I know that it is something that I have respect for these people and their home. And I would never want to, I want my deposit back basically. So, <laughs> you know, yeah. you're right. You're right to say that, of course, whoever's renting the Airbnb. So like, let's just continue on my, I'm a co-host for my sister's condo where four people are allowed that are renting the Airbnb for a period of time. Those mm -hmm. four people could have their own orgy and we don't need to know anything about it. And they are free to do whatever they want. True. If they make a mess, our cleaning lady is going to tell us. And then there's a whole deposit thing. And we have not had anybody. Of course, people are going to have sex. I've had sex in Airbnbs. Yes. But it was like me and who I went with. or But even those four people in our case could stay at our place. They could all four of them have you know, be, do whatever they want and it could be super hot. And definitely it's party after party, inviting multiple people, orgies imply multiple people. Like there's an invite that's going out or you're renting this particular place to have orgies. And that's making money off of somebody else's property or that is abusing the rules. And, you know, I just think that goes beyond it. Um, Alan watching us live so, says, if it were a gay sex party, we'd be more discreet, dumbass breeders. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. And these people should actually probably be banned from Airbnb because at some point, where is the tipping point for them as far as them being disrespectful to the property? Because this, it's, I'm telling you, if you, when you watch the video, you will understand because I don't think that we could even do it justice just speaking about it because... I was very aghast and I am not easily shockable. So yeah. Yeah, was, me too. Wild. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Let us know how you weigh in. Moving on to somebody we also talked a lot about in 2023, Colton Underwood. He is putting homophobic slut shaming haters on blast. So the former bachelor actually posted this photo of him it's kind of a sexy photo of him he's standing in a bedroom it's lit really beautifully and he's reading a paper he's in his socks but naked as far as we know because he has a newspaper opened and the quote says front page fashion okay sexy i think i thought it was a sexy picture i might steal it for my <laughs> the idea right yeah because yeah. it's not a bad one well so if we keep colton who was a former bachelor abc so was in the breeder land at one point came out as gay as we all know and he has been now has some bit bit of fame i think he's engaged correct if not married already um, do we know that Colton? I can figure it out really quick. Okay. For you. Well, the amount of comments of hate that he got may or may not have affected him. I'll read you some of them. Narcissistic. Are you in love with yourself? Craves attention. That's it. I'm out. Can't believe this dude was at one point the bachelor. He is so full of himself. Why? This is America, completely degraded. Even the privileged have to pawn themselves through porn. I feel for his family. Very sad. If my adult child posted anything of this sort, I'd be humiliated. This is a, such a sad post. 
Should I go on? There's more. All right, you get the point. <laughs> what he did was, we should have probably got this picture, but what he did was he took the same picture of himself, reposted it, but put all of those comments over his body. And if I'm right, yeah, he didn't actually say anything. It was simply those comments and that post. And to me, that speaks more volumes than to try and speak to every one of those hateful people that trolled him. He must have known that at this point he's going to get a lot of that because of his storyline that we've dissected throughout mm -hmm. the year. He doesn't deserve it. I don't think that at all. But what I mean is... You must know that people are going to come for you because you switched teams practically. You were on The Bachelor. And this is what people love to do, the trolls I'm speaking of. And so I just think his response to kind of put that out there like that with those quotes speaks volumes. And kudos to him for thriving on and putting it over the picture that he originally wanted to post. And I'm sure we're going to get more of it. And those people can go away. They can continue to do it again. But at least his followers will have a little bit more understanding of what he maybe goes through. What did you think of this and his response? First and foremost, I think Colton is married. So everything that I've seen says that they were engaged <clears throat> and now they are married. So just to clear that up. Uh, and secondly, I'm not necessarily a Colton fan, but no one deserves to be treated in this manner. The old adage says that words do not hurt. And I am here to tell you that words hurt very much. I understand why people are constantly want to tear. I don't understand why pe people want to constantly tear other people down. Like I said, Colton is not my fave, but I'm not going to his page and saying hateful things to him. He's a human being at the end of the day. And I think we need to have empathy for people. I know that I have posted things that are probably way worse than what he posted on the internet, on Instagram. So I have no way, no reason to judge him. These people have no reason to judge him. And I would rather spend my energy uplifting the people that I love rather than trying to tear down people that i don't necessarily even I don't hate him, but I just don't necessarily care for care for him. He's not he's not my cup of tea, basically. But I have much better things to do, and I say more love and less hate people. I a hundred percent agree with you, and he's not my favorite either. But that doesn't mean that he deserved all of that. I really exactly. love his response because it reminds me very Madonna. What if you go to a lot of her concerts? She's posted in the past what people have said about her. I think she probably does it in her current tour, the celebration tour, where people are talking about her being too old and many ageist comments. And she often makes a point by putting a lot of that up on the screen and then re-flipping flipping it and saying how oh. she really feels. And I think it's a very powerful way of reclaiming your power and saying, this is what people, listen, I want you all audience to know what people are saying about me, but in the end, I don't give a fuck and I'm in the end, I'm doing me. And it's a very like powerful way in many ways, I think, to take a stand to the haters, to put them on blast and look how mini school they seem because he actually put them on 
his body. So their small yeah. little comments are just tiny, tiny little words in over his huge body. If I mean, there's almost like a, a deeper meaning that you could take out of it that I think is kind of cool. It's like, okay. mm -hmm, keep saying those things. Look how small you are on my left bicep over here. Look how teeny and tiny you seem covering up my dick. <laughs> you know, and by the way, you're on my dick. So but I also it's kind of a subtle way and a fuck you to the haters to be like, look it, you don't win in the end because mm -hmm. you don't affect me. But I'm going to put your teeny tiny little hateful words on my beautiful body. I agree with you. But also going with that same analogy and that same way of thinking, those little things it also shows that they add up because they're all over his body. And eventually all of that negativity is going to weigh you down. So that is a very good way of thinking of it, Steve. And wow, that's, it's a, I, who knew Colton Underwood was this metaphorical? I love him now. Okay. I'm back on his team. <laughs> I think it's really brilliant. Bryce watching us live. Hello, Bryce says, I agree. We are humans and we need to give ourselves the grace to evolve. Yes, love that yes. as well. Okay. Um, keep letting us know how you feel on these comments, on these stories. And we couldn't help but talk about recent adult performers were asked the question to spill on why they joined the industry and how long they plan to stay in it. And many of us know that the job isn't for everyone. And I actually can weigh in a little bit on this a little bit later, as I just barely started my OnlyFans in conjunction for the many things that I am doing. We talked recently about Austin Morph's collab week in Puerto Vallarta. And when posed with the question, we'll read a few of them, starting with Paul Cassidy. Paul Cassidy ended up in the adult film industry by accident. So he originally thought, a normal modeling company was just trying to approach him, but he didn't realize that he was actually being recruited for, by a top porn studio. Quote, I was 18. I was working three jobs after school, and I come from a very small village. When I was 18, I went for a body competition, and I got contacted by Bella Me. I went to the capital city, and they started recording me. Then he asked me to jack off, and I got really red. After we talked, I thought, if I do this home for free, why would I make money? The star has gone on to build a huge following and a name for himself, but actually doesn't plan on staying in the industry much longer. He'd like to switch to fitness in his future. Um, beautiful J Jacob Ethan Dale mm -hmm. um, joined OnlyFans after earning a ton of followers on social media. And with over 600,000 followers on TikTok, he decided to switch things up and jump into porn. Quote, I've always loved sex. As I started exploring my sexuality, I started to look on TikTok. The pandemic gave us an opportunity to see outside of our circles. We have special pressures to be a certain way. So I decided to just jump and do it. What began as just a dabble in adult entertainment has now turned into a full-fledged career. Quote, when I started, I thought I was going to do it just for a few months. And then it completely changed my life. And I just celebrated three years. I don't see it and as an end. I'll do it as I'll do it at least a couple more years. And the one that I thought was resonated a little bit with me was uh, well, there was one guy, Michael Boston, 
who actually tried to submit himself to major studios and mm -hmm. they just kept turning him down. And so he ended up just doing material on his own and he's thriving away. Uh, Josh Moore, though, fans of Josh Moore have seen him evolve quite uh, like a lot over the years from studio to homemade material. The porn star has quite literally bent over backwards to keep up with his demand for his high performing content. And he started as a twink, but he hopes to work in the adult industry for the rest of his life. Quote, oh, wow. I'm going to do this until I'm old and gray. Seriously. I went from twink to twunk. I'm going to go to daddy and then I'm going to be grand pappy. I'm going to be in the industry until I'm dead. I have no plans to exit the industry anytime soon. Every year gets better and better. And Cody, I think what I really love about this story is the honesty that everybody came from and that everybody had a different take on how they got into it. And I think oftentimes we homogenize everybody's viewpoint into one and oh, you know, everyone just wants to be famous and everyone just wants, you know, it's, and there isn't one storyline that fits for everybody. And some of them got into it by accident. Of course, there's a lot of pandemic stories. I never thought I would do it. I just sort of teased around of with my only fans, but I thought I've been hosting a gay sex podcast for six years. I'm 52. And I think I could offer something on the later in life kind of, or mature side, I will say, mm -hmm. side of the spectrum that maybe is a little bit different as a person of color and i'm doing it my way it's not my end all be all but it's not also on left field i think when i told people i was doing it including my sister even she was like of course you're doing that why wouldn't you you have a sex podcast and so i think everybody comes to it in different ways and there could be a live fan of it. There maybe doesn't need to be, but we're in an age where we're talking about it more. In the old days, you didn't talk about why you got into it. Nobody, and now people are. What do you think about these people that are giving their responses onto why they got into the adult industry? I love it. I, it only humanizes them. It makes them seem more like actual people because sex workers are people at the end of the day. So I think that getting into their heads about their motivations and things of that nature, what they expect from their future, because they all expect to have futures as far as their lives and what they want for them lives. They have goals and dreams and things of that nature. So I think that it's great. I think that talking to all of them and reading all of their stories really let me get to know a, uh, a part of them that I did not know before just by watching their porn, because I have seen all of their porn, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so I just think that it's great. Also, telling and hearing the stories, even just now, I realize that I have been approached a couple times by, <laughs> twice actually, once in Puerto Rico and by a porn studio. I think it was some poppy something back in the day. And once for, am I, should I say the the name of the, it's Raw Fuck Club. I, Raw Fuck Club, I was approached by them as well to be a part of maybe model for them or something like that back, back in the day when I was much, much younger. So I, I could be, this could be my story as well. So it really, enabled me to see myself in them. And I thought that it was really fantastic to get their viewpoints on a lot of things and in the industry. Yeah. 
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Right. And where some people, they got into it by accident. Other people chose to do it. Like mine's a choice to go into it now because I want to. We had Susan Bratton on. She's been on this show before. She's 62 and has her only fans too. And I said this before, they give me license to show my sex positivity now and it's it's a choice that i'm doing this and it's a positive choice that i'm doing this and i own it and i'm really excited about this journey that i'm on with it and so i think that's taking the stigma out of oh they just did it because they had to do it or there's you know shame in it it's like no 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 don't get it twisted we a lot of us are doing it because we want to do it and so yeah, and I invite anyone to check out mine at Sexy Poppy Steve V. Sexy Poppy Steve V on OnlyFans. And Wait a minute. Did you, did you try to recruit me back in the day? I think you said Poppy. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> no, we are sisters. <laughs> I love it. Yes, exactly. Bryce says, um, holy fuck, does Bellamy have one person of color i went to the website so i honestly didn't know they still existed they definitely still exist i think you're right maybe on they're very eastern europe cody do you know do they have anybody person of color at this point i can't think of one person is it also because maybe they're in i remember back in the day i went to prague and the it was the 90s and it was when bellamy just was getting going and there was no person of color in prague in the 90s in the not 90s. now I, I mean i don't know i haven't been to prague since then so i mean i would like to think that there's more people and they would recruit maybe more i should people. move to prague and then they can recruit me i can be on bellamy <laughs> There you go. Instead <laughs> of poppy pups. I know, right? <laughs> I love it. Oh my god. Okay, well, let's move on to um oh my goodness, I almost lost my train of thought. Yes, we are going on to body parts. Something that is a theme on this episode and there's a recent study that looked at desirable size of the male butt. So this is going to be fun because then we're Can going say, on to... Yeah. I'm so excited for this topic. <laughs> we both were because we were talking about it. And, yeah, I'm so excited. And the ever old question, what constitutes a nice butt on a man? They actually, in this study, asked both straight and gay men 
and the study appeared in the latest issue of Plastic and Reconstructive Surgery, a medical journal of the American Society of Plastic Surgeons. And they did over 2,000 people who took part in it, including 61% men, 75% identified as hetero, with 25 as gay, bi, or queer. And they were shown digitally altered images of the male derriere from three different angles. So from the side, the back, and at a slightly oblique angle to the camera. And then asked to indicate what they found most attractive. So we can show this picture, I think. Do you have it to show it in our repertoire, Cody? I put it up there as I read okay. a little bit more. I'll get it going. So they here's some of the key things that they ask people, the thigh to buttock ratio. And while previous studies have evaluated the features of attractive female buttocks, no one has really studied the ideal male buttocks. So the results of this particular study said preferred male gluteus. The findings suggest that a moderately enhanced, well-proportioned appearance is most desirable. To give more specific results, the preferred lateral ratio um, dimensions, well, I won't even read that because it's kind of obscure in their mm -hmm. findings, but we can show you and then we can talk about gay men because the study broke the results down by race and sexuality, among other factors, when black participants tended to favor the larger thigh to butt ratio, while white participants went for the slightly smaller. Gay participants also favored a slightly larger thigh to butt ratios. Half of the male participants said they wanted to change their buttocks. 41% said they wanted firmer buttocks, while 30% they wanted to change their shape. And do we have that picture up there? Okay. Here oh, yeah. Is. So as you can see in this diagram, and I'll post this on tagspodcast.com, I feel like we're doing a seminar here. I was going to say, we're a scientist now. <laughs> from left to right, um, we have various size butts on the top level, and... I don't know, Cody. I mean, how do you weigh in on this? Because I love a good... So, like, for me personally, and then I want you to... I'm mm -hmm. one of these butts, but I'm not, like, the <laughs> biggest butt out there. But I do a lot of squats. And mm -hmm. I'm one of those that wasn't naturally born with a bigger butt. But I've done squats since... I Oh, my God. I'm, like, forever. And I actually have developed a more muscular butt and it does curve outside of my waistline significantly, but not like huge, but it is more on the firmer side just because I've done squats my entire life. And I just did them earlier today. So I'm still doing them. I do them once a week, heavy barbell squats. And that's how I've gotten my ass the way I How do you weigh in on this? And what's your favorite ideal butt? First of all, I want to say I never knew I loved science so much as today. <laughs> Yay, science. <laughs> They're answering the age-old questions that we've always been asking ourselves. But I, I found this study very enlightening. I don't know if it told me anything that I didn't know, but it definitely affirmed a lot of things that I that I already thought that I knew about the male anatomy and butts in general. So I... I mean, I'm a black gay man, so <laughs> I'm definitely going to be on the larger spectrum. I found that I was most attracted to the the 
the second to largest and then the largest butts personally. So I, I mean, I like them thicker. I can't, I can't say anything else, but I mean, all butts are beautiful. So I wouldn't deny the guy all the way to the left. I think that, you know, I would still eat it, eat it like it's groceries. So, <laughs> um, but I do like them thicker and I, I'll, I like to climb that mountain. I, I, I will be your James, you giant peach. I love all of those things. So yeah, I'm, I'm here for it. I'm glad that this study has finally come out. What do you think? I like, I definitely appreciate a good butt for sure, but it's, I'd like you to have a decent butt for sure. But, you know, I am not that particular, you, you know, because I think bigger, smaller, I can get into both of them. And I think sometimes put so much people put so much emphasis on the butt. And like, if you watch a lot of those videos, they're like jiggling the butt kind of thing. And I wouldn't even do that really in real life that much. Oh, I don't think I, somebody... I do. Well, I mean, I wouldn't just because I think, and sometimes I think people go overboard with that whole thing. Um, that's never been like a, a thing for me to do to somebody else. I mean, I just, as long as you have like a really a nice butt. And I just think that some people go overboard, like to have that certain jiggly size butt, that's a lot of more genetics that only a certain portion of people really have. And I think... This study was done by plastic surgeons, and I have been around people that have had surgically enhanced buttockses, and it's not really, to me, in my opinion, the most flattering thing. I can tell okay. that it's been surgically enhanced, and it feels like it's surgically enhanced, and it doesn't naturally fall with the person that it's attached to. So I don't really think that that's, so I only think a certain amount of people have those kind of jiggly kind of butts. Mine's like big and round, but it's more because I've done work on it, like squats, not surgically enhanced. And so I look for guys that have those kind of butts too, because I think they're doing like work uh, to get their butt like that. It's not just you know, because they were genetically born that way. So I just think, you know, I'm, I'd rather people just be work on what you have and make it look the best it can look. That's my personal opinion. And I just think it's a small fraction of people that were genetically born to have that. And even then they have to watch it too, because it can get out of control too. And the study says that not everybody likes it overly big. The study says that. I, I like it out of control. Can I ask you a quick question, though? What do you think about the sm the smallest butt all the way here on the left there? That is still a really good butt, in my opinion. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. I think That's it looks great. I mean, yeah. this is all AI, too. Yeah. This picture yeah. and listening audience for the podcast. I will post this on Tag's podcast reference episode 526. So you'll have a reference point to look at. But know that these are AI generated. They're not even real. So there is that to consider. And that's what I people mean. They still look juicy. At. I think <laughs> all of them look really good. And that's the thing is, are these indicative of everybody's ass because i think not and i think not too. they chose a certain selection of what desirability was i think and yeah to me all of them 
in every phase look good, but it's AI generated. So I don't know what that says about me, but they all look good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, and they're only trying to make butt enhancements look better. So I'm glad they're yeah. doing the study. Yeah. Moving on to other body parts. And now we're talking about chess. And it's a recent gay Twitter comment where I actually participated in it. And a guy wrote, quote this with you. Quote this with your best chess pick of 2023, please. Well, it actually went viral on gay Twitter where 17 million views actually caught this and it continues to grow where people are posting their best chess pick. And it begs the question in a recent study that chess may be the number one thing that we like and look at when it comes. This is a 2021 survey from Boney and Beastly. Oh, sure who they are, but <laughs> <laughs> according like a to good time to me. <laughs> it does. According to this study in 2021, a whopping 46% of gay men said they found the chest muscle group the most attractive. The second most attractive, arms at 15%, followed by legs and shoulders, the legs being 14% and shoulders being 11%. And only 2% of respondents said the butt muscles were the most attractive. So who knows? Maybe 2024 will be the year of the booty based on this current study that we're talking about. But I think that chest is, I, you know, well, you've been fiddling with your chest this entire show. I mean, so I knew we were currently... going to talk about this. So I'm trying to. <laughs> I've been trying to get it have, out there. <laughs> I post a, a thirst promo for this show every Wednesday on uh, my Instagram to get people hopefully to watch our show. And it's always shirtless. And I, yeah, I definitely work on my chest, but I work on my whole body. But yeah. yes, I look for chess uh, in men for sure. It's one of the, I would say it's probably one of the top, top things I look at. How about you? Oh, yes. I am a chest and butt man. So this is, these are my two favorite things that we're talking about back to back. I don't, I might have to go in the other room in just a second. I, I don't know if I can finish the show, but <laughs> this is amazing. So thank you for this. Thank you for doing this for me in this show. Uh, you better believe I added my own picture to that Twitter thread because I'm very proud of my chest. It's something that I work on constantly. And because I know that it's something aesthetically that I enjoy. So why not take that as, as far as I can for other people's enjoyment as well? And I know that I want to look as good as I can for myself. So um, <clears throat> secondly, I love the discourse in the actual thread because it provides so much body positivity. There's all shapes and sizes in that thread. There's every color in the rainbow in that thread. There's trans people in that thread, and I just am here for it. So kudos to Zach Attack 26 for starting the thread. So I, I love it. Absolutely. Definitely. Really great stuff. Let us know how you weigh in on these body parts. What are your favorite body parts? You can always DM us or go to tagspodcast.com. Let us know your favorite body parts or on you and also what you look for, because I also think they're not always in sync. What you maybe work on for yourself or take pride in. I mean, I think for me, I work on, I 
total body. There's not one part I focus on more than others. It's, you know, I'm really bummed if I don't get my shoulders in. And that's always the one that gets slid out of the week if it's a busy, busy week. And I'm always like, didn't get to shoulders, but I'm getting to it this week. So, yeah. Get it. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, Bryce says, men with beautiful big eyes. That'll get me every time. Oh, yeah. We were talking body parts. <laughs> I love the eyes as well. Definitely. Very good. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> We've got only a couple. We have so many topics we could get to. Do you want to do the... the With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Cody, the one on Porn Theater. I am down for any of these, honestly. They're all really good topics. So I don't. I'm, I know that's not really helping, but it's not helpful. But that's okay. <laughs> so we'll do this one since I pulled it out, and it's this really interesting story I'm going to link to by the LA Times, and it's written by a woman, but it's called "Inside the Last Porn Theater in Los Angeles," and the theater is, uh, I believe, I'll get the name in a second, but it is you know with it's in east hollywood it's a movie theater and with so many movie theaters even in la and i'm talking about like the imax screens and going out of business this one is still one of the last theaters that still remain that shows adult films and gay adult films and when asked the question like why do you like going to these still and this guy mark is 34 and the film the theater is called tiki quote i just want to feel free here watching something very primal and i think sex is beautiful and i like sharing it with others whether the energy is weird or not mark said described it as he described himself as gay with a side of bi and declined to share his last name, which I totally appreciate on that. But it got me thinking because at one point in the probably the 70s, but definitely 80s and 90s, I started going in the late 80s, early 90s to theaters. I'm thinking of the Knob Hill Cinema in San Francisco and a few others in the Bay Area, San Francisco. And I remember sneaking into these theaters and feeling like I was doing something wrong, but it was so exciting to me. And one of my favorite stories was going in, watching it amongst other people and feeling that excitement. And they had performances at this theater Ooh. as well. And one of the performers was a porn star by the name of Chris Stone. And he's no longer doing porn anymore, but at the time he was really hot. And I remember he was performing and jerking off in the sky next to me, blew his load way into the air because he was so turned on and I was so beside myself. And I think I told the story years ago, but it's worth telling again. You could meet these porn stars after their performances in between 
films and i went back to this area in the back to meet him well chris stone was in this contraption it was like a it was very space age so he was enclosed in this plastic bubble and he was dancing and you could touch him through this glove that you put your hand through and i think it was because it was really post aids right or yeah. still aids was happening and so you could touch him through this glove and it was really strange, but I did. And I was so excited, but Chris actually flirted with me and said, I'm off. I'm not allowed to take anybody home, but if you meet me outside the theater at 10 PM and I picked him up in my pickup Toyota pickup truck, that was my dad's. And he drove me to the Safeway on market street for what? To buy condoms. He was, and I was so embarrassed. He says, no, we need these. And we went back to his hotel and he was my first top ever. He topped me. He taught me how to bottom, but also he did it safely with condoms because it was 1992 and, or one, and it was one of the best experiences, but so much fun. But yeah, somebody just you have to write a book, Stevie. <laughs> I know it's coming, but it's coming. What are your what are your thoughts on these early theaters? Did you ever go to them? Did you like them? No, I'm a good Christian girl. I don't. <laughs> no, actually, I've been many, many times. Me and my friends used to call it church. So, I... <laughs> who are you praying to? <laughs> On my knees, baby. Oh, okay. <laughs> to the idol, honey. <laughs> yeah. So I have been to mainly. This started in Philadelphia. Uh, that is where my sexual awakening happened. Basically, I was coming out in my twenties, and my and I was going out a, much more. I was like twenty one, twenty two. This was back in two thousand something, two thousand fifteen. Okay, cute. Uh, <laughs> please, girl. <laughs> no, it was it was really cute, and I think that me being able to go somewhere where there were all gays, gay men, and experiencing this type of uh, carnal just just everybody was out down for anything and it was really great sansom street theater shout out to them because i know i had to google it because i didn't remember the name of it but it was i would watch the videos and uh, uh, the movies and everything and anything that you can think of would be happening in these theaters so i really got the time of my life there. I did not get to meet any porn stars, so I'm incredibly jealous of you and your story. But across the street was a video booth, and I got the best blowjob of my life in that wow. video booth. It was, I went in there, we watched, uh, I popped a quarter in the thing, this guy came in, and he got on his knees, and he went to town, and it was fantastic. So... I've been to many of these theaters and I have enjoyed myself thoroughly and I want to go more. I don't know if there are any in New York City. Well, so. Alan watching us live mentioned the gaiety and I remember oh, that in Times Square. Um, it used to be like what I described where you would watch a movie and I got to go in 1994. It was the Gay Olympics and it was my first trip here to New York City in 1994 and we did everything it was a group of four of us and 
I'm so happy I got to go to the Gaiety before it closed down because it was still part of that 42nd Street, that gritty where they oh, had yeah. porn shops and all that. The Gaiety was the gay and they showed movies, but they also had performances in between the films. It was a brilliant concept if you think about it and probably doesn't, wouldn't work today as much. Mm -hmm. um, but I think the whole thing about porn back then was that it was exciting. I mean, I, I like where we're at now. Of course, you can watch porn quickly and there's only fans and people yeah. can create their own content. But there was something really sexy back in the day with the studio porn. And many of these porn stars would go to these theaters showing these films and they would perform. It was kind of their way of getting out to the public and this is pre phones and all that. And so this was yeah. their way of really getting their name out. And they would go from city to city to city, almost on tour, if you will, to either show their film or perform so you could meet them in person. Who knows? Maybe they did a little escorting as well. I'm sure they did. Yeah. And it was just a different time, but it was exciting time. And I'm glad I was a part of it at that point. But yeah. Me too. Yeah, it just seemed like a more communal experience, especially as far as going to these theaters and experiencing this thing with a group of men who were all trying to do the same thing as you. So it was it was yes. really great. Good word, yeah. communal, that it really was. I mean, to talk about communal, I've heard some stories where people would go to in San Francisco, and I didn't go to this, but on Sundays, and they would spend all day at some of these theaters. And I think it was our former co-host that talked about it, Steve Carpenter, and he said they would bring donuts on Sunday. And to the point donut, theater? it was almost a social, and you would have donuts and coffee and then go into the theater and, and just kind of spend all day there. It was, it was very civilized, if you will. <laughs> and then they went to the theater and got uncivilized is what happened. <laughs> yeah. Bryce asked the question, was porn more exciting back in the day because it was so much more harder to access? In many ways, I think it was. Um, yeah. I think it was a little more exciting back then. The difference that I think now is I think there's less stigma and people are more sex positive. And with things like OnlyFans, people can create their own content that they want to. That's a little more niche. So with the good, you know, with time comes good. It's I think it's all working out the way it needs to, but there okay. is a nostalgia for that older period, I think. I think we should start a porn theater and make it that niche experience again. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> we have eight million jobs. <laughs> exactly. Well, I think you guys were playing this last week and yes, it's did. straight up gay porn. And I put the link in our conversation there. And we have been playing this game since we've been doing this by straight up gay porn. We are now up to choosing Thirst Trap King of the Year, asking the question, who took the best uh, pick of the year for 2023? And it's been narrowed down in the last several weeks. And I think you did round two last week, Cody. Yep. We sure did. So we are now down to the final final 
And it's our job to pick who will be the thirst trap king. I will post this on tagspodcast.com, episode 526, and you can vote as well. I voted for mine. It was a hard one, but of course it's the creme de la creme. I am going with Derek Cage, (gasps) K-A-G-E, because... He is, because I, I kind of want to do this pick for my OnlyFans. <laughs> he is in a <laughs> sling with his legs spread open, showing his hole with straps. He must be wearing a jock strap, but his hole is present. And he's has a fist on his cock, pushing the cock outward. So I want to recreate this. Thanks, Derek Cage. I hope you win because for giving me inspiration, I actually have a sling. So I kind of want to do it for mine. And he gets my vote, but that's who I hope to win. Who do you hope to win as the thirst trap king of 2023, Cody? So first of all, like you said, all of these guys are so on, they're so deserving of this honor. And I think that I honestly thought you were going to pick uncut lock, uncut lock because he's so hot. But my, my vote this week is going to, Teddy's choice last week and my runner up from last week because I got distracted by Josh Moore and all of the cum that was on him. And remember, you're choosing the winner of the year here. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I choose Andy Rodriguez. A weekly thing. Oh, yeah. I know. Oh, good. I, I get it. He is sitting in a window and he's on a counter in front of a skyline and he's completely naked with the hardest cock possible. He's leaned back like, come suck this dick, bitch. And it, it's so hot. <laughs> He's partially engulfed in shadow, and I would come suck that bit, uh, suck that dick like it's a big, uh, like a bitch. So I yeah. love it. Yes, Andy Rodriguez, you said correct. Yes, is hot and so hot. Yes, and Bryce says Derek Cage for him as well. Um, okay, but Lydian should win for his content. Okay, I like that. I like good Lydian stuff. too. Yeah. Oh my God. I think all of them are deserving. Yes. They are. I mean, we're talking about the creme de la creme, the final finale. It's the season finale of 2023 here. Well, we have more episodes coming your way. It's the countdown to the end of the year. So we're going to be doing more urine review next week. So you want to stay tuned for that. We've got a special guest coming up on Tags Live next week. And we also have a new of a certain age dropping next week with Jeremy Ross Lopez talking all about fashion as well as our special guest ashley thomas it's going to be a really fun week as we count down the end of 2023 cody so much to i know you can always follow cody he's a life coach at kmg coaching on instagram or his personal account at mr maurice and stay tuned for 2023 because he's got a song dropping from title track of of a certain age so you want to stay tuned for that you can follow me on the gram i am underscore steve v you can also follow my new only fans i would love it if you did new content coming every week onlyfans.com forward slash sexy poppy steve v sexy poppy steve v who's that and in the meantime we want to thank our live virtual audience this show gets repackaged but thank you visit episode 526 on tagspodcast.com and in the meantime continue having hot Hot.
Gay, Gay Sex. Sex. Lovely.